Welcome to Topple Uncaged. I'm Steve Topple and you're locked on to the UK's hottest politics and music podcast. Each week, I bring you the rawest takes on the big stories making the news, always joined by a very special guest. Then, I pleasure your mind, body and soul with the freshest, most banging international music going. As I said on the steps of, of Downing Street, we're not going to wait until October the 31st before getting on with our plans to take this country forward. And this is a new government with a very exciting agenda to make our streets safer. It's very important we bring violent crime down. What's up everyone, I am Steve Topple, it is Sunday the 1st of September, and that can only mean one thing, it's this week's edition of Topple Uncaged. Yes, there was a fantastic Tom Robinson band, nearly 40 years old with that, Up Against the Wall. And it just has as much relevance today as it did all the way back then. Thank you, Cheryl McIntyre, at McIntyre Cheryl, for suggesting that. She said that um, she thinks it was originally singing about Whitehall, but also governments in general. Yes, my goodness, relevance here today, I have to say. And what a week it's been! We of course have had Boris Johnson pro-rogue in Parliament doing his best impression of a public schoolboy running to his nanny when he doesn't get his own way. Off to see the Queen, of course, to get permission for this. LOL, of course, he's not getting permission. The Queen has a severe case of monarchal erectile dysfunction disorder more flaccid than 20 dicks queuing up for Viagra. I mean, seriously, I know David Cameron took most of her powers away with the Fixed-Term Parliaments Act, but really, is our unwritten constitution really fit for purpose? When literally the Prime Minister can do what he wants and just go to the Queen and go, by the way, I'm doing this, can you pretend to sign off on it? All pomp and circumstance, no power or control. A useless head of state who does little more than bring in some money for tourism in this country. Yes, Republic now, please. 
Meanwhile, we, of course, have had Ruth Davidson's quit as the leader of the Scottish Conservative and Unionist Party. She was a snake in the grass if there ever was one, wasn't she? I always have this image of her riding around on a quad bike, promoting activities for disabled people in the countryside, while happily voting, of course, and supporting to slash their welfare payments left, right and centre. Yes, good riddance to bad rubbish with her. Then we've also had the news that Tory MPs who vote against the government next week could have the whip withdrawn and they'd have to stand as independents in the next election. More subverting of democratic processes there because I'm sure, Boris Johnson, you're not allowed to do that. But again, I'm sure he'll be rewriting the rules for his own benefit. Not that I care if Tory MPs lose their seats, of course. And back to Brenda and her waste of space family. We, of course, also had the news this week that they are on an effective Cold War footing over Brexit. That is, if riots and unrest kick off over us leaving the EU, the royal family will be sent into shelter in plans which have actually been in place for decades now. So, Brenda, yes, you allow the country to go to shit and then run and hide when the going gets tough. What a bunch of inbred cowards they are. Then, in an office moved by Johnson preparing for a general election, he announced 14 billion, woohoo, in extra money for education, which, of course, the IFS quite rightly pointed out, would only take us back to spending levels in 2010. No equating for inflation and the rising costs of not only teachers, but equipment, food, etc., 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 that have gone on over the past few years, and by the looks of the economy, would continue to go on up until 2023. So, really, it is, of course, yet another real terms cut in education. See my tweet about this on BBC News. Zone. Not that they allowed the IFS to say this. More blatant propaganda in the form of bias by omission here. You know, I spy with my little eyes. Yes. Something beginning with F. So the combination of all this chaos over Brexit was, of course, loads of protests up and down the country on Saturday the 31st of August, demanding that people defend democracy and take to the streets and stop the coup and get rid of Boris Johnson's government. Yes, I hope you all had a lovely day out. Of course, you know me, I love a bit of protest. I have no objection to people taking to the streets and using their rights in this manner. See the flash. You don't want bro turning. However, as Crept and Conan say in this track. To my auntie's toilet, panicking every time I heard it. Yep, there's my boys from my neck of the woods from ends. It is Crept and Conan with Heady One and K-Trap, and that track is called I Spy. Fake, fake, fake. Yeah, really appropriate. And I will tell you why. <laughs> Last week she saw me in tape. Let's get one thing very straight. This is not a coup that's happening in this country by Boris Johnson. That is a complete exaggeration of the situation. What he is doing, of course, is bastardising democratic process to push through his own agenda and essentially get his own way. Works in Foxton. Now, don't get me wrong, it is undemocratic and it is a very unprime ministerial way to be behaving, but it is not a coup. Stop saying it is. It is a complete, utter exaggeration of the situation. Get that press out, ruin and moreover, defend democracy, lol. You should be out protesting for at least proportional representation as a minimum. I mean, 2015, Tory election fraud, the most disproportionate general election in history. We still haven't got over that because the Tories are still in power from that very election. 
scoring the always then swear blind we didn't. And as I say, I don't object to people protesting about this, but I would also ask, where have you been the past few years? Um, where have you been where over 94,000 people died when the DWP put them in the work-related activity group of employment and support allowance, or were waiting for their PIP claims to be processed by that department? Where were you where 6,000 people died after the DWP told them they were fit for work? Where were you when there were 120,000 deaths linked to austerity? I don't remember seeing you all out on Disabled People Against Cuts protests when they were blocking roads in Westminster. I wonder why. Probably because most of the people out on the Stop the Coup and Defend the Democracy protests today weren't actually affected by that. Yes, when there's other people suffering and literally dying due to government policy in this country, it's not really any of your businesses that you feel a bit sorry for them and oh, maybe shed a half of a tear. But it's not until your way of life could be impacted that you actually start to properly give a shit. But of course, there's an overarching problem we now have in society, individualism pushed by corporate capitalism, that people only really care about themselves. Just turn down 150 racks for the show. Anyway, I'll try not to keep the rest of this show up a beat because it is an end of summer special. That is end of meteorological summer, obviously. It's the first day of autumn today, of course. And I have two fantastic musical guests on, two living legends, I might have to add. Plus, of course, I've got your news views in Twitter chirps back, as always. So, no proroguing of this show, just some of the best, hottest music around. Let's get going. Level on the track, he did a new K Rose. I was really trying to make sure all this claim goes. So I had no days off. It went hard, but I got it in soft. These pigs really put me on the wing, had me rolling with snooker balls and socks. I spy with my little eyes. Something beginning with F. Fuck boys doing up net. Fuck boys talking real. Soaring above this week's top stories, I'm free flying with. My guest on today's show is one of the founding members of one of the most important musical acts in modern history, in my opinion. They have been active for over 45 years and their consistent fusing of musical genres has, for me, paved the way for so many artists in the modern day to be on top of their game. They are groundbreaking in what they have done over the years and trailblazing as well in their mix of conscious music and more chart-friendly work. Their latest project is absolutely stunning. It is an absolutely amazing, amazing piece of work produced by one of the hottest acts around at the minute as well. So it's a real pleasure to be able to welcome this gentleman on the podcast. He's a legend and it's a real treat to have him on. It is Cat Core from the incredible Third World is on Top Along Caged. Cat, thank you so, so much for coming on. It is a real honour to be able to speak to you. Thank you, Reggie, and it's a great honour to be with you too, every time. Thank you very much. You, I, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to say, I was speaking to your manager, and she said you've basically crossed the whole of Europe 
in like about a few days, haven't you? Because you've been playing festival after festival after festival at the minute. How's, how's festival season been for you guys this year? It's been really good this year for us. Uh, I mean, I, 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 there's always more work to be done. We could have done some more. But I mean, at the end of the day, the ones that we did were really special. Rotatom, you know, the one in Tunisia was absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, there have been some good stuff otherwise. So South Africa was really good too, only that it was really cold. So a lot of people stayed indoors and watched us via screen instead of being... That was the only thing. And, um, you know, Rotatom and, um, you know, the one in Amsterdam, it's really, really... We've had a, a, a sensationally tiring... Wonderful summer. <laughs> it, it sounds exhausting from where I'm sitting. So all, all power to you guys for doing that. You gave me a great link in there because you said there's always more work to be done. And of course, more work to be done is the title of your latest album. We'll get into the details of it in a bit. But I do want to ask you, because obviously Bunny Ruggs, one of the other founding members of Third World, passed away sadly in 2014. And this is your first release since, since his passing. Was it, was it strange? for you to go back into the studio without him there was it it must have been slightly odd or did it did it feel like it was just it, it was still comfortable to do that how was it for you no it didn't feel strange at all because um the person who really has taken bonnie Rock's place was someone who was kind of in the same mold as bonnie you know and um had had the record requisite talent and skills to blend over into what we were doing easily based upon aj's past and his um things that he has done with producers like peter ashbourne or you know or, you know Ibu cooper or whoever whatever whatever it's very kind of similar kind of work to what we do in the studio so the blending there wasn't wasn't difficult i would say that missing bonnie personally as a brethren it's kind of more to me what's even more touching emotionally than even just saying about how we're adapted in the studio because in the studio we're professionals, we're musicians and we're singers and we know what sounds good and what doesn't sound good. But in real life, personalities make a big difference. And um, uh, when someone is, you know, is entrenched in your thing, um, that is a different thing to when you meet somebody who you may have known for a couple of years and all of that, but you have to get used to the personality. And it works both ways. It's not just from my angle. It's also from the new person that come on. They have to also learn to blend with what they're coming into. So, you know, it works, as I say, it works both ways. But I wouldn't say there was any discomfort at all in recording this album. And Damien helped a lot with that too, you know, because um, it's not as if, Rugs had just passed away and then Damien got us going. It took a little time, you know what I mean? Mm. Because that, um, that, that single that we did for 96 Degrees with himself and Steve was quite some time before we started on more work to be done. So there's been a nice little time frame in which all of us got adjusted to each other. We got adjusted to working with our nephew. Um, AJ got adjusted to working with us. And got adjusting to working with nephew, and um, and we myself and Richie as the old boys, we got accustomed to working with AJ coming in and also working with nephew. So, I mean, you know, the process took a little length of time, you know, three and a half years. But at the end of the day, you know what 
as you said for yourself, what's there is, is there. I mean, you know, in cricket, we said the score is up on the board. You go back now. <laughs> Love the analogy. Excellent. And you're right, and it is there. And it, it for me, it shows that you spent three and a half years on more work to be done because the album is stunning. I mean, it's this... Ooh, it, it's the it, it's the perfect example of how fusions of different styles and different genres can work so well. I mean, it, it's extremely intricate in the way you have fused it, but 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 it's just a, it, it's a perfect summing up of what good fusion music should be. I mean, just sort of delve into some of the tracks a bit more. You go from kind of funky soul um, on third world keeps turning then you go into a bit of kind of lover's rock with loving you is easy with those signature kind of really soul vocal arrangements um roots um people of different color very sort of um what you'd expect from a roots track and then you kind of blend funky soul and a bit of hip-hop with na 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 with legendary chronics um you've then got smooth soul meets roots with um island dreams which is with tess and chin and of course taurus riley who was on this show just last week um, what else have we got? You've got modern new wave roots for me when Sheep in Meadows, which is my girlfriend's favourite track. She absolutely loves loves that one. And then you go kind of proper revival um, with the track with Damien, which is, of course, You're Not the Only One, which is really fits into the whole revival movement at the minute. I mean, it, it, it's just... It's so musically detailed and intricate, and every time you listen to it, because I've, I've done about three listens now, you always pick out something different. And for me, that is always a marker of a sterling piece of work because you hear elements of jazz in it as well, and then elements of more traditional kind of Afrobeat, not the kind of modern interpretation. You hear that in the percussive arrangements, and it's just it's a beautifully crafted um, body of music which as i say is exemplary in the way it's fusing different styles and genres i mean this this fusion of music has always um defined in some respects third world and it's it's been a constant over the years but going right back to the day when when you you started out back in sort of the middle to late 70s um where did this eclecticism come from what was what was the motivation behind the fusion of it was sort of mainly reggae and soul to begin with wasn't it where does this come from this eclecticism well, where it really comes from, in my view, is that all of us as youngsters, we were associated with bands in Jamaica that, you know, um, through the late 60s going into the 70s, were into all that stuff. In other words, we really weren't fusing the music together as, as one. What we were doing is where we had to play stylistics, we had to play Bob Marley, we had to play Peter Touch, we had to play Blue Magic. If we were going to be relevant, to what the people wanted at the time, which was a mixture of, of you know, I mean, people were into like Mary Tone, they were into, you know, these discos that play all this music, and you as a band, in those days, we weren't writing for ourselves, you know, this is why I really rate Bob Marley and how that whole thing happened with him coming from being a three-piece singing group to being a band. That really changed for me, it really made a big, big change because rock music now is starting to accept reggae. Because the band, band members were never important before Bob Marley and the Whalers. Once the Whalers came in, there's Aston Barrett, there's Carlton Barrett, and the, and the rock guitar and all of that. It changed the whole music scene as far as reggae is concerned for me. And what it meant was that musicians like myself, Ibu Cooper, Carl Barovia, you know, um, Uncle Colin Leslie, and Richie Daly, 
you know, um, we who were members of Tomorrow's Children in a circle, you know, Visions, those groups, we always saw ourselves as like being in a group like Santa and our Earth, Wind and Fire, or Blood, Sweat and Tears, you know? That's how we looked at things because we had the, the privilege of being able to put our hand on an instrument and play it. I mean, if you figure if Bob Marley had had the privilege of being able to learn classical music like I did, you know, or, or, um, or you know, or learning jazz or learning whatever, whatever, you know, we don't know what kind of person it would have turned out. But the thing about it is that just in his raw state, what he turned out to be is just like, you know, so you never can tell. But just to basically answer your question, it, it, it's really a matter that we were coming from that kind of vibration where we were already playing R&B. We were already playing, you know, um, ballads and we were playing like some crossover, you know, rock stuff, the Carol King stuff, the Bob Dylan stuff. We were doing all of that at home. So when, when the time came for us to be, all of you know, showed up on us. And so this is how Third World has this whole crossover thing happening. I mean, our first crossover record is Now That We Found Love, which is a song that we played. We used to play that song, the OJ's version. We used to do it. And, it, and and it's in trying to do something different with it that we came up with that whole crossover feel and, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's a vibe. So more work to be done. It's produced by Damien Marley, um, obviously, who is intrinsic in not only the revival movement at the minute, but sort of modern roots more broadly. And he's responsible for, for some absolutely fantastic, fantastic bodies of work. And and his hand on this one is a perfect, perfect match with all you guys' work as well. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, how does it feel kind of going? Because you, your first ever tour, you opened for Bob Marley, and then we'll move forward four decades later and you're opening for his I'm sorry working with his youngest son I mean what is what has that been like working with Damien (laughs) opening for him as well sir yeah there we go exactly (laughs) right (laughs) what is that like that feels super great especially since the relationship that we've had with Damien through the years particularly myself and Richie has been like from you know from he was a toddler so I mean you know we've known Damon close for many many years and um, just by being in terms of what he was able to pull out of his uncles is just like fantastic plus also you know I also think that Damon was kind of like a godsend for us in a way because this is the first album where we have a new lead singer in AJ Brown so it means that. You know, there were there were things happening that were unprecedented. And for Damien to be the glue at this time to help to put all of that together, I think was was a godsend really. And um you know, it's that that it couldn't have happened with another lead singer. Of course it could have, but the mere fact that it what happened was turned into something that's so positive and people are reacting to so well, I think is, you know, is primary in my vision of how good this whole project has been. And, um, you know, as far as Damon is concerned, his, his work ethic and the, the way in which he approached the whole thing and the way in which he went about not being satisfied just with what we 
you know, we're really projecting because we have been doing third-world albums for a long time now, and I've been listening back to them, and all of them are very, very good. But some of them just lack the right production. Some of them just lack the right finishing in terms of certain things. And maybe the direction wasn't strong enough in a certain way that we, you know, whatever, whatever. And Damien just seemed to be somebody who just made all those things work. I mean, I've worked with many producers. Clive Hunt, I've worked with Jeffrey Chung, I've worked with Lionel Job, I've worked with Stevie Wonder. I mean, I've worked with producer after producer after producer, but I've never seen one like Damien who was able to get his uncles to really sound the way that we sound on this record, you know? I'm really very proud of that, that, you know, that he being the one who grew up in, almost in my hand then has been the one who has been able to get his uncles to sound like this. I mean, for me, that's very special. So my heart goes to the tiger, you know, heart after the tiger. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it is, it is very special. And it's so, the production is top quality on it. I mean, there's so, I hear so many records where it's, it's by great artists, but sometimes the production can be lacking sometimes. And I mean, Damien's work is always fantastic and the production is top quality. As is, I mean, the standout for the album in some respects was also the vocals and the vocal arrangements. Brilliant vocal arrangements. Absolutely gorgeous. Again, fusion of sort of reggae soul calypso elements. I mean, it, it's, just beautiful beautiful vocals throughout it and again as i said the diversity richard cat just to wrap up i mean I've, I've loved this it's been such an enjoyable experience but what have third world got in store for the rest of the year so i mean we're still we're still in festival season obviously um what's what's in store for the rest of 2019 for third world well most of the um most of the stuff that we have is based upon it's not it's not going television is just going Oh. Yeah, audio. Um, most of our stuff is geared towards this project that we've been talking about in such glowing terms. Most of it's geared towards that. But we're going to the North Sea Jazz Festival in Curacao now. We're really looking forward to that because we're playing with some of the highest profile acts Gladys Knight, Mariah Carey. They said that those people to us are lifelong urchin and fighters, lifelong people. And we're happy to be associated with them. And we're telling the people of Curacao, look out, we're on our way. Simple. Gladys Knight and Mariah Carey, wow. That's quite something. Earth with that fire. You see them on the whole online, that sounds absolutely amazing and um obviously you'll still be promoting more work to be done my goodness this was quite an interview um cat aj and richard I've, I've had such a treat being able to speak to you guys it's been absolutely fantastic because as i said in the introduction third world for my for, for what it's worth for me have been one of the most important musical acts and projects of the past four decades i mean you're so influential um and it's absolutely fascinating and enjoyable speaking to all of you which was a lovely surprise um i wish you every success with the rest of the year and also with more work to be done all the links to download the album will of course be in the show notes i urge you to get it it's absolutely stunning stunning project but for the minute cat richard and aj wherever he's gone thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really 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 appreciate it yes sir blessed love we're so rich land 
Thank you. <laughs> Out. Oh, my goodness, what an opportunity that was to speak to three members of Amazing Third World. The band has been influential in so many ways in the music business over the years, but also influential consciously in terms of the messages they have always been bringing. It was such a privilege to speak to Kat, AJ and Richard, a real, real treat. And as a treat for you, I'm going to play you one of the tracks from their fantastic album, More Work To Be Done. This is one of my favourites. It is your not the only one featuring the producer on the album Damien Jr. Gong Marley this is Third World featuring Damien Marley you're not the only one check it out if you're out there somewhere feeling lonely you're not the only one you're not the only one Third world no study much Richie Daly and me done Age around no top of tops Up to now no boy no play guitar We're bad like Uncle Gat Boris save a proper son Doris played for super cat Oh one band so full of talent Like the list just never stops Grown eruption fit like Fiddle And can sprint a dozen laps Steve like a engineer Drunk back a fee a buck Give the legend them them props Real uptown rebel self We break up on the map More money more problems Not to say I would have swapped But it's lonely at the top Some will say them are your friend But are you alone a spend Yes till every man a shop And one the newest things for cap Man a go on all a rems Cause you done know the shrimps Things sticky like sour sap And one shepherd to a flock See them hustle on the corner While they try to be a man But it gets lonely on the block And it's rough in the trap And everybody need a hand To lift them up when them a drop If you're out there Somewhere feeling lonely You're not the only one You're not the only one If you're out there Somewhere feeling lonely You're not the only one You're not the only one So come on inside and tell me how you're feeling Tell me all about the burdens that you bear They say good conversations can be Time for you guys to be uncaged because Twitter chirps back. Yes, it's that time of the show where you can take control of the news agenda. It is Twitter chirps back. Very, 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 very straightforward. I put out a tweet on the Thursday night asking you to comment on the week's top stories. You comment on the week's top stories and I read them out on this show. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. 
So, what have you got for me this week? I've had lots and lots and lots and lots of comments and some heated debate being sparked, I have to say. I'm just scanning through my timeline now. Um, we'll start off with, where are we? We're all in it together. Hello, we're all in it together. Always good for some in-depth analysis. We're all is. Um, I'm just going to read out, what you read out loads and loads and loads and loads, actually. Um, okay. So, we're all in it together says, who remembers Parliament being prorogued by thieving MPs when many were caught with their hands in the till, thieving their expenses and swapping their third and fourth homes to keep out of sight, to frustrate the press and to keep the public off their backs. I don't remember them proroguing Parliament for that. We're all no, exactly. And I think that's the point you're trying to make. Um, he also said, the same people who are today squealing and crying foul about the same proroguing process when it threatens to curtail or end a highly lucrative gravy train. Christ, they disgust me. Yes, I think Christ would be disgusted too, Weryl, if he was still around. Thank you for that. Very, very good. Um, Lucy Woods at Ludu Wright. Hello, Lucy. She said, um, London bus drivers demonstrated yesterday because of awful working conditions. They're working long hours, often fatigue. Bromley Library staff have been striking as well since 6th of June. They have a demonstration on 3rd of September at 6pm. Support will help raise morale. Yes, Lucy, if I can find a link to that demo from Bromley Library staff, I will put it in the show notes for this. But excellent. Do you know what? I live in Bromley, borough of, and there's some always really good industrial action going on or protests, little pockets of resistance in the extremely rich, extremely Tory borough of Bromley. It's always great to see. I will see if I can find the link for that, Lucy, but thank you so much for your comments. Speaking of Bromley, disability rights activist Paula Peters, she says, local story disabled man gets slapped with car parking fine minutes after his wife dies in hospital in Woolwich. Good gracious. Um, hospital car park charges and people can sign stop parliament petitions, stop Boris Johnson and prorogue of parliament, whereas benefit deaths petition ignores by people and MPs. Yes, that kind of ties into what I was saying earlier. This is the um, petition, of course, Justice for Jodie Whiting, an independent inquiry into deaths at the hands of the DWP. I will link to that and show that's a game because it's only got about 18,000 signatures. But yes, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people can sign a petition about proroguing parliament in a matter of hours. It's almost as if people don't care about sick, chronically ill and disabled people dying in this country. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what that is. Meanwhile, Alex Tiffin, the great man behind Universal Credit Sufferer website at Respect is Vital. Hello, Alex. He chiped up with, um, hashtag Amazon Fires. Yes, of course, they're still ongoing and, um, Bolsonaro doesn't seem to be shifting on this hardly at all. Um, DWP having work coaches carry out mental health assessments. Yes, I've seen this, a new move by the DWP where work coaches will now be allowed to assess the mental health of certain claimants. I will put a link to that in the show notes. Another staggering move by the Department of Work and Pensions. Um, and Alex also said what Paula said and what I said. Clamour to sign anti- anti-Brexit petitions, but not those to prevent deaths. And my good friend Ray Wolford chimed up on that issue and he said, sadly, sick and disabled and poor, not a priority in 2019. Shocking that we struggle to raise money for our campaigns, people to support our protests and petitions to help those who have been killed or abused by this government, whilst even getting a tweet share is a struggle. Twitter, the new bingo. Yeah, that is so apt, Ray, I have to say. It is the new bingo, yes, and if it don't involve Brexit, no one gives a shit. Um, Justin at JGWood41 said to that as well, I signed all the DWP ones and this is one of them. Yeah, this is a petition I mentioned, Justice for Jodie Whiting. Um, he said, please take time to sign this. Feel free to add any others as for DWP coaches carrying out mental health assessments. I hope they're qualified and have the capability of handling when something goes wrong. Don't. It's an absolute minefield, Justin, in my opinion. I, I think we're looking at an absolute disaster here. But thank you for your comment. Appreciate you getting involved. As always, my mate, Benefits News, at Benefits News, getting involved 
as well with another cryptic tweet. Benefits news. I'll attempt to read it out. Um, Cern Abbas Giant. I have no idea what that even means. Um, Cern Abbas Giant is having his tackle refilled with chalk and pounded. Following those lines, Tories have yet again caused the pound to go down. This week was all about pounding, which brings us to the sheer anger caused by Boris's proroguing Parliament. The pounding is mounting. Yes, um, this week has all been about pounding, has it, Benefits News? I don't know what you've been up to in your spare time, but no, you're quite right. Yes, pounding's left, right and centre. Thank you for your comment. Oh my goodness, we're all in it together. It's chirped up again. Um, he also says, why is no one here from the alleged Labour Party calling for a general strike? I know, because they're moneyed and prosperous. We're not. They stand to lose very little, whereas we stand to lose a lot. One out, all out. Then a general election. Now, this tweet sparked a bit of a debate on my timeline. Loads of people commenting. Um, Pam O'Shanta at Pamos19. She said, hashtag we are the people who should rise against this outrageous government in solidarity with MPs who are working on our behalf. If they want to, slash can join us, then great. McDonald's Starmer Abbott joined the protest in London. Lammy has tweeted about taking action. I'm not au fait with the law on strike but I do know this is a teacher retired now my senior manager in government applied pressure on me and others by outlining job consequences plus applying guilt factors on us in an effort to stop us striking our rights have diminished so much Helen Pender didn't agree with we're all in it together she put keep up the Tories legislated to make it extremely difficult to strike or pick it. We're all in it together, quite rightly pointed out that the French and Russian revolutions weren't curtailed by the Toffs' crooked laws. Keep up! And then there was a bit of back and forth between Helen and we're all in it together. Yes, indeed. Um, sorry, Helen, I am on the side of we're all in all this. For too long it's all been, oh, we can't really do this. Trade union laws. We can't really do that. Trade union laws. Well, we can't do this demonstration because the police won't let us block the road. Fuck that. You need to take less from disabled people, my friends. They don't give a shit where they go out and block a road. They will do it wherever and whenever. If more of you lot acted like disabled people do in this country, we may not be in this mess that we are in now. And maybe if a few more people stopped worrying about their mortgages and their bills and their credit cards and their clothes and start actually doing something, then things might change. There's been so many comments left, right and centre here. I'm just scanning through to see that I haven't missed any because I do want to read everyone's out, even if, even if I agree with them or not, of course. But I think that's nearly it. Apart from this fantastic one, I have to say, from John Trainer at Mr. Underscore JG Trainer. Thank you, John, so much for this comment because I completely agree and you have hit the nail on the head and also started the narrative with not many people are saying at the minute. He put, Cliff Fall, No Deal Brexit is a rare opportunity for disaster capitalists to make billions with no work for them and no risk. That is why their employees, Tories, will do anything and risk their careers. There is no limit to what they will try. Brilliant, John. Love, love, love it. Disaster bloody capitalists, of course. This is really what is going on here. As I said weeks ago, and I keep saying, Boris Johnson is like David Cameron and George Osborne in this mould of corporatism, where corporates, stock markets and profits are king, and where the lines between big business and big government are completely blurred. The financial sector and the money markets reign supreme, never mind the people, never mind smaller businesses. It's all about corporations. And as Naomi Klein extensively detailed in her 2007 book, The doctrine disaster capitalists are out for all they can get and he's right he's absolutely right if brexit goes tits up we crash out with a no deal and everything goes to pot the disaster capitalists will be in there scooping up public services left right and center making sure inflation is going through the bloody roof and ensuring that any trade deals don't benefit us benefit other countries really good analysis john very very interesting and if i had more time i'd write something on it
So, otherwise, that is it for this week's Twitter Chirps Back. Thank you so much for all the comments, and thank you for getting involved in debates on my timeline with it as well. I think that's excellent, and like I say, even if I do not agree with what you're saying, I will still read it out, because this is an unbiased, universal media platform. We are not the BBC, where we will censor you. So, until next week, keep chirping on Twitter. BBC won't give you that. Soaring above this week's top stories, I'm free-flying with... My guest on today's show is quite literally a global star. He released For My Money in 2018 his seminal work and, to be honest, I think one of the albums of the decade, as I wrote in a review of it last year. It is an absolutely stunning hybrid of genres, musical styles, plus with some of the most conscious lyrics going. Um, I have to say, I'm a bit excited to be sitting here because I'm in person with the man in question today, as opposed to <laughs> Skype, which is how I usually do do my interviews i'm so excited to be able to fire some questions at this man because he is a star and the album contraband will stay with me for the rest of my life so it's a real privilege and honor to be able to sit here and speak to kabaka pyramid kabaka thank you so much for coming on i'm genuinely excited to be yeah able man to speak give to you. thanks man give thanks glad to be here man thank you it's i appreciate actually, those words about the album you know for real i haven't started yet <laughs> <laughs> i haven't even begun on contraband <laughs> But yeah, no, man. it's a real privilege to have you, and I'm very excited to give meet thanks, you. So give thank thanks. you. I will try and keep calm. Um, <laughs> just bringing up to speed on what you've been up to, you've yeah. done like this massive tour this year, and you've yeah. been playing loads and loads of festivals, and we were chatting about it off air. Um, how's the tour been? How's the reception been for you yeah. this year compared to sort of previous years? What's, what's the vibe been like? I mean, it always gets better and better every year. That's what I notice. You know, people are more familiar with the music. You know what I mean? And the fan base is growing. You know, we're doing different festivals. As I mentioned, we did some shows with Chase and Status this year mm. that brought us to some festivals that's not really, you know, reggae isn't really the priority at those festivals. So it's like a different demographic, like Park Life Festival, mm. Puckle Pop in Belgium, you know, we were in Estonia, you know, all over. And of course, we did some of the traditional reggae festivals like Summer Jam, you know, in Germany. We did Color Cafe in Belgium that we've done a couple of times now. And, you know, it's just great. It's a great experience. It's, it's a long tour. Yeah, we've been on the road from early June. You know what I mean? We haven't and finished yet. Yeah, we? We, have, we have one more month. So, we, you know, the band is gone back, but we're doing some more shows, you know, in Japan, you mm-hmm. know, with a sound system, Jawworks over there. So that's going to be crazy, you know, the first time going to Japan. So looking forward to that. What do you think the Japanese audience is going to be like? How do you think they're going to be? I mean, I've seen videos and stuff, and it looks crazy over there. It looks yeah. like they really know the reggae and dancehall. You know, I get some places it seems like it's more roots reggae, mm-hmm. like the into that and that alone and then some places is like dancehall you know because a lot of japanese come to kingston and they go to pasa pasa and they go to all of the they got to you know wedding wednesdays and all of the different mm. you know dancehall parties and you know I, I believe there was a dancehall queen from japan once oh, okay. you know what i mean I yeah so yeah they, they really love the music and they you know what i mean japan sounds always linking us over the years for like dub plates and things like that so you know, it's definitely been, they've been supporting the culture, for sure. Excellent. And you, you touched on Chase and State, as I wanted to ask you about that, actually, because um, Murder Music that you did with them, it was yeah. kind of like this, it was, it was drum and bass, but obviously it had sort of elements of jungle in of it course, as well. And it was course. a real kind of brilliant track, don't get me wrong, it was absolutely amazing. But I'm interested because obviously, I mean, especially in this country, jungle was originally derived sort of out of reggae and of out of ragga. Um, and was that kind of move into that kind of style of music, was it all was something you're interested in doing kind of I mean, because your background yeah. is hip-hop and it, reggae isn't it? exactly um, I, I, i'm always interested to see the, the kind of offshoots from reggae and mm-hmm. reggae culture 
You know what I mean? And when I say how even Chase and Status do it, is it's basically coming from sound system culture. You know what I mean? And and I've heard a little bit about how Jungle came about. You know, with using the vocals and putting them over different types of beats, which yeah. is it's basically like what we started with the music doing. You know, taking reggae and dancehall vocals, putting them over hip hop beats. That's how we started as 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 a sound system in mm-hmm. Kingston. You know, and that's how I got my break into music. You know, so it's it's just interesting to see how the culture. You you know, has you know spawned these different elements all over the globe, and and I definitely was interested in doing something within jungle because I like the I like the vibe of it. You know, what I mean, it's it's very heavy, the bass, you know, all of that, and it's a different vibe, but definitely appreciate it and appreciate the the, the organization of that aspect of the industry too. So yeah. it's another avenue for us. You know, yeah, what I mean, because we're all about you know expanding the avenues for you know jamaican artists to see revenue too so it's mm. definitely an important step yeah there is i mean sort of in this country as well jungle and drum and bass is something that's never really gone away either yeah. it's been quite a constant since sort of the early 90s True. it's had incarnations sort of yeah resurgences and then yeah yeah, yeah it's, but it's always, always been bubbling on the surface and sort of chasing status and a few other artists sort of brought it back yeah as it were. so it's, it's again it's quite a so would you say they kind of brought it to the mainstream or, or it, it had its it had its height like that in previous Do you know what when, i mean in my lifetime i'm, I'm 38 and mm-hmm. what's happened is because i remember jungle starting in the 90s and you sort of started off with sort of shy effects um uh, who are still obviously going in these days and it was really really jungle yeah. true jungle was really popular in the 90s okay, and then it kind of okay. morphed into drum and bass and then when you had sort of the rise of garage music and then yeah. that the incarnation from that which was just grime music okay. it kind of took a back seat for a while gotcha. and i think acts like chasing status and shy effects are still sort of performing and still quite big um and the way they've reworked other people's tracks as well and i mean chasing status what they do particularly well is they're bringing acts from outside of the dnb arena yeah um to do essentially what you do like, like what we did of course this amazing crossover True. so and, and i think like well, I want to talk to you about sort of reggae and how it's morphed over the years. Mm-hmm, but in the mm-hmm. same way, reggae's morphed, drum and bass has morphed as well I to keep you. itself relevant. But the, the sound is essentially the same. True. It? It's, just, it's just different, different mechanisms. Yeah, I get like the, the arrangement, like building up to that kind of, you know, the crazy point. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get, those elements are always there. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And it's, it's fascinating, fascinating history in relation to reggae as well. So, um, obviously, I have to ask you about contraband. Um, we have to. Have have to talk about that i know it's sort of where we now we're august i mean it's nearly 18 months isn't it mm-hmm. since you released it yeah, yeah. um as i said in the introduction as i wrote in the review last year absolute masterpiece it literally is an album which i will think of probably when i draw my last breath on this earth <laughs> it's such a phenomenal album kabaka appreciate um, that just not least obviously the lyrical side of it um the messages you put across and it, it's the way you tell the stories in the messages as well yeah um it, it really fucking out there messages as well um sure. especially africans arrive the reference you mm-hmm. made to Gaddafi, yes um and then um that whole track borders with with the mm-hmm. sort of the narrative in that of course um very strong very kind of in UK terms, would be considered yeah. quite radical messages. Radical, yeah, of um, course. Which they were. but And musically as well. I mean, I compared it at the time, and I think I, a few people sort of said to me, really? 
Mm-hmm. Sort of raised their eyebrows at me, but it, I, I believe it's true. I compared it to the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Okay. I compared it to that because, firstly, because of the messages that you contained yes. within the project, true, um, and the way you interspersed the stronger messages with more um, kind of tracks you can brack out to, yeah, like yeah. Um, reggae music, of course. So, which is a masterstroke of anyone who's trying to get a message across, but musically as well, because the, the, just the the firstly the genre smashing, mm-hmm. if you like, which was predominantly between reggae and hip-hop a lot of you lost almost completely sort of the one drop um, from reggae throughout the album and you more introduced the kind of hip-hop kind of boom bap yeah yeah, exactly exactly, throughout but then you kept the bubble pattern on a lot of tracks (laughs) and it was like hello I I love what you've done here but then it's the way it's the way you interspersed all different genres as well I mean so you had Borders which was obviously a Stone Boy Mm -hmm. which is a predominantly Afro beat track Um, My Time and Make Way were kind of but they were sort of revival reggae yeah, as yeah, such. Yeah. As I said, so, they dropped the um, one drop. The one drop. Um, but they kept the bubble pattern and they mm. introduced, there was, I sort of heard bits of dub and there were still bits of hip-hop going on. Yes. Um, you reminded me of the Isley Brothers on Natural Woman. Um, <laughs> yeah. That kind of really chilled back, of kind of course. laid out, kind Doom. of soul. That, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. Um, and then the final track just completely blows your mind <laughs> because you then, you then produce this gorgeous, Gorgeous, almost ballad, sort of R and B yeah, kind yeah, of ballad with yeah. Natalie Rise, all I need, which is absolutely stunning. And I've already told my girlfriend that that's going to be one of our wedding songs. Wedding songs. It Good is going to be one of our Good wedding times. songs. Um, and also, then you touch on dancehall with kind of caught up, which mm-hmm. is kind of dancehall, but it's also it's for my ear, it's got elements of kind of two step in it, which yeah, is um, true. kind of a it was big over here in the noughties this kind of garage sound where okay. they they took away the four to the floor kind of beat mm. and introduced two step which had lots of kind of um, tinkering kind of on the stairs and the hi-hats okay and, um, I, get no, yeah, I get you yeah there's no you. set drum pattern true it tends to be on the two and the four beat mm-hmm. were the main drops and then there's tinkering in the background okay. and you kind of you, there was incorporations of that into it definitely um, my point being it was so musically inventive and clever um, and inspired, and obviously the production um, on a lot of the tracks was by Damien and Stephen Marley. Yeah. Um, production was top quality. The arrangements were top quality. The backing vocals um, <laughs> were were masterful in terms of incorporating elements of gospel and soul yes, and some calypso yes. parts with a certain rhythmic kind of, of backing. Course. It was it was a phenomenal piece of work, absolutely <laughs> stunning album. And as I said at the time, probably one of the albums of the decade um, for my money. <laughs> I'm going to take a breath. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, was that project to come to such a phenomenal piece of work? Was that a long time Definitely. to get to that point? Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was about four years in the making because it, it the basic the genesis of it was well done. You know, that was yeah. the first time me and Damien really linked up in studio. You know, I wrote the song and recorded it in Jamaica, but then I flew up to Miami to his studio and. You know, him and his engineer, you know, were mixing it and I was a part of the session and that's where we kind of started to build our chemistry in the studio. And we started having reasonings about doing a project. You know, he, he was he's interested in doing more production, of course, as you can see now with Third World, yeah. you know, being kind of the the second album in this new phase then of, of, of Ghetto Youths was happening right now. Obviously, he did like, you know, the setup shop, volume one, two, and three. He did, you know, Wayne Marshall's album yeah. as well, you know, and he's been instrumental in all those productions. But I think my album kind of, 
it was it felt it felt like a turning point for for ghetto youths that is exactly yeah that is exactly it actually Very yeah, interesting, I, yeah. Thi- I think that was his intention as well not just me saying it you know and thinking that but it, it definitely it definitely got him a chance to rewrite kind of the history mm. of what's happening there and and yeah it was a, it was a brilliant experience i brought tracks that i had from before and was working on and we had like we had like listening sessions where we would listen to all the tracks that i had been mm. working on you know over the last maybe year or two and then we kind of you know started from there and said what what could we produce to build on this you know and that's when songs like everywhere i go mm. came out of just you know organic just creativity in the studio natural woman mm. You know, that was actually a song I had on a one-drop rhythm. Oh, okay. And we decided we wanted to do a different version. And Iris Soldier, another bridging of mine, was in the studio. He laid down the guitar, the original guitar. Paul played piano and mm. stuff like that. And we just started to build on it. Damien did the drums and the MPC. And, you know, that was the vibe for a lot of those songs that Damien produced. You know, um, Borders was a, a... I was in Jamaica when I wrote that one. He sent me the beat. He sent me a bunch of beats. Because, you know, naturally, you know, I'm still living in Jamaica at the time. I'm spending a lot of time in Miami. But, you know, he, he, he would be brainstorming and saying, what album need? The album need, the album do have no dancehall. This time, Cart Up wasn't in existence yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he was like, all right, let me send him, have some beats, you know, from back in the day. Let me fix them up, send him. You know, so I got that beat, and he was expecting like a, a nice, you know, love song or something like that. And then he hear me talking about break those borders down, but he loved the song. You know, what yeah. I mean, we all loved it, and you know, it ended up being the second single. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that was, you know, it's just it was very organic. You know how the songs came together. Mm. You know, make way was protege. You know, a bridging. You know, Protégé has different, you know, guys who he works with. And, you know, this bridge named A-Track sent him a beat. And I linked Protégé one day and he played a bunch of beats that he had. Some he he made with his team directly. Some other producers in his camp would send him. And I picked that one. Mm. And I ended up doing a verse on it. I sent it to Pressure. Then um, Pressure actually came to Jamaica shortly after that. And, you know, he was at the studio for maybe 25 minutes. And he's like, I just <laughs> left him around there. You know, I left him around there. And then, you know, I left for maybe 15 minutes, came back. And he said, yo, I think I have something. <laughs> and when the man said, sing, make way, you know, right, bossing through your gateway. And we just, you know, I said, all right, cool, we're done. And then he went back to Atlanta and he recorded it. You know, I added on the rest of verses. I re-recorded them over by Damien's studio and... And then Protégé got the, you know, he did the production and that, the mixing and everything on that one. So, you know, it was it was crazy. There's so every track has its own story, you know, and it's amazing how it all came together and how we could bring all these different elements. You yeah. know, Sherita did a lot of the background vocals. Mm. I know you've been paying particular attention to that. And there she you know, she's Peter, brilliant. She? Yeah, and, she's um, she, tomorrow, she, Friday the yes, yeah, Friday 26th. the thirtieth. 30th? Yeah, 30th, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Friday, so Friday, that's Friday, coming out. Yes. She's on the show next week, actually. Okay, nice. So brilliant, chat. brilliant artist, producer, you know, vocal mm. arranger, everything. She's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. 
you can kind of tell a lot of it was organic um, and, yeah. um because it felt it felt natural but it also felt like there was there was a real sort of narrative throughout the album and, yeah. and, and that's what all the best albums do i mean of we were course. chatting um off air again about king mass yes. absolutely fantastic release this of year course, crown grown. um stunning stunning but which of course you were on with definition yeah, of, of course, the king of absolutely course. brilliant track um but that as well was another fine example of uh, how an album elevates itself from just being a record and turns into oh, an actual project yeah a, exactly yeah, a project exactly. which has a sort of beginning middle and end and you leave um, very well themed you know it's a concept album mm. you know i think he, crown is in terms of being a concept album i think his is a more perfect example but i definitely wanted contraband to be kind of that balance where because sometimes the thing i've noticed when 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 albums are are too conceptual, mm. it's like you you listen it once and then you feel like oh this is this is a lot to process and you don't end up listening it back over and yeah. over and over. So I kind of wanted contraband to have the balance mm. between you feeling the theme and you feeling the narrative, but it still feel like you know tracks that you can just vibe with yeah. and you and you can listen it whenever you want. You know I definitely wanted that balance because people are always telling me that. I remember Taurus Riley told me that my music is mood music. It's a particular mood you have to be in to listen to Kabaka. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to to diversify. That's why we put songs like Caught Up, you know, where we did songs like All I Need to bring diversity to. It's not just, oh, Kabaka is that deep artist, you know, but I can be deep in different ways. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of vibe. And I, I definitely love when we actually did the song Contraband. That's kind of when the whole theme for the album really emerged mm. and presented itself. It's like everything became contraband. Is 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 this contraband is is that you know that product or that substance that the authorities don't want it to have but that we are pushing it. You yeah. know what I mean? We are we are smuggling it across the border. You know what I mean? And 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 messages like in make way, meaning a life, borders, these are things that you know society that they, they don't necessarily want you thinking about these things they want you thinking about you know money and partying and you know all of these things but i think contraband the consciousness within the music became contraband yeah you know what i mean and that became the album i think it's a perfect way to sum it up you you mentioned taurus he was on the show last week and he yeah. said he was very um um, very sort of adamant that it's important as an artist to have that mix between doing stuff as you're saying about um, when something's a concept album yeah. and it can be too much yeah, I hear, yeah. I'm not going to mention any names but I hear what you're, I hear <laughs> exactly, what you're saying exactly. it can be too heavy and yeah. you're just like no this is too much and you can't just flick it off yeah it's not that it's not brilliant you know but it's it's like you don't listen it for for the sake of enjoyment you know, if it's too deep, it's just like I was reasoning with somebody about certain movies, and there's certain like like Matrix mm. is an example of a movie that's very deep, but it's still enjoyable. Absolutely. But a movie like a movie like Inception is kind of yeah, that is it, too deep, it's isn't it? Deep. It's like it's I like know. I've only watched it twice, and I love the movie. Yeah. 
so it's not that it's any it's not anything critical but it's just the reality just to wrap up because someone shoved a note saying i've got <laughs> 10 minutes left and that was Sweet. five minutes ago um so rest of 2019 kabaka what yeah. have you got in store for the rest of the year you still haven't finished at all yeah um, so you've got a couple of dates left on that yeah so what else? outlook festival and then we head yeah. to japan so looking forward to that um just working on new music i have a video of dropping well, when this airs, it will probably be out already. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. we have, you know, we have a video dropping and mm-hmm. um, I might do another video from the album. Who knows? You know, I might do a lyric video or shoot another video from yeah. the album because I still believe in those songs. You know what I mean? It, a lot of those songs, I almost wish I could have singled all of them, you know, and, yeah. you know, but you know, it goes already. Yeah. And, um, Definitely, you know, doing doing a major show in Kingston in December, you know, either one for myself or or protege or one of the, you know, we 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 we'll be doing a show, you know, in a Kingston. Uh, hopefully, I get to go to Africa, you know, in December as well. Mm. We're talking to some people. We'll see. But yeah, just working on new music now and getting ready. I have a rhythm producing, and funny enough, have it's you? a one drop rhythm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have like ten songs on it, and I haven't recorded on it. Oh, yeah, so it's really a producer vibe, you yeah, know. So I'm, okay. I'm working on that. It's being mixed now, so when we'll see. Out? We'll see when I'm gonna release it. I'm okay. thinking, I'm thinking September, but I'll be on the road for most of September, yeah, so yeah. maybe October. Okay, you know. So we'll see, and definitely want to do more production and get link up more artists together. Yeah, you know, and 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 different different people from different parts of the world. I want to link them together. You know, whether it's with myself on the track or not. Mm. you know but just kind of be that that bridge yeah so, that yeah. linking is crucial not least musically but it's crucial for everything socially that we've discussed in this interview exactly. as well we have to link up as best we can for in sure. as many ways as possible I think at, in these times so yes and I think that's my 10 minutes is now gone so I have to wrap <laughs> this up my goodness it's been an absolute treat to speak to you it's Likewise. been fascinating listening to you I've enjoyed it enjoyed it enjoyed it so much and as I said <laughs> Contraband um, for me was one of the albums of the decade if thanks and, man uh, it will, I always hear tweets man and <laughs> I always say you, you talk highly about the album and definitely fantastic. humble, you know. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. Give thanks, so, and it's been a pleasure to be able to speak to you. Kabaka Pyramid, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Give thanks, man. Respect. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I have to be brutally honest about this. Of all the interviews I have done over the past 12 months, speaking to Kabaka was probably the most exciting one, purely because I absolutely love, love, love Contraband. It was a standout album for me last year, and as I said in the interview, it will stay with me until I draw my last breath on this earth. He is stunning, such a fantastically talented artist, but moreover, so consciously aware with thought-provoking and profound lyrics. So, what track to pick to play for you to sum up this artist and the whole of his album well it was a tough call because every track on the project is absolutely stunning and all of them could have been hit singles but i had to pick one so i've picked this it is called africans arise and if you listen to the lyrical content of it it is absolutely on fire my goodness does he spit some very very serious points during it and musically it's also brilliant as well this brilliant sort of merging of iberia and the music couple with some Afrobeat overtones. Absolutely stunning, stunning, stunning track. Here it is. It is Africans Arise by Kabaka Pyramid featuring the equally fantastic Akon. Africans Arise, Kabaka Pyramid, Akon. Check this out. Africans Arise and be strong, yeah. Keep hope alive and be the iron 
the storm, yeah Africans arise And be strong, yeah Keep hope alive And be the eye in the storm, yeah I beg you please excuse me If you're not an African child Stop digging up with African soil Crimes where them do to we we have it on file Them kill off Gaddafi fi we African oil Conflict, diamonds, Ebola, syphilis Missionaries and we don't know what the mission is Politicians giving four force to the little kids Still the possibilities limitless Africans arise And be strong, yeah Keep hope alive And be the eye in the storm, yeah Africans arise and be strong, yeah Keep hope alive And be the eye in the storm, yeah Mama Africa, she bear the pain of the world on her shoulders And she never complain And even through the modernization effort She still keep her ancient traditions to say The metropolitan city's bright and beautiful But be mindful, not destroy the landscape Cause no matter your religion or national division Can't hold this, you're burning flame Africans arise and be strong, yeah Keep hope alive and be the eye in the storm, yeah Africans arise and be strong, yeah Keep hope alive and be the eye in the storm, yeah You see the ghetto every time I pass by These little youth dying and don't know why I'm holding on to the peace of the pie And that's it. Series 2, episode 17 of Top Caged is done. I'd like to thank my fantastic guest this week, the incredible Third World. Follow them on Twitter, it's at Third World Band. And the sensational Kabaka Pyramid. Follow him on Twitter, it's at Kabaka Pyramid. As always, behind the scenes, thank you for the love of my life, the gorgeous Nicola Jeffrey. Follow her on Twitter, it's at Nicola C. Jeffrey. My man behind the booth, sound engineer Gav Pause. Follow him on Twitter, it's at Pause with AZ Radio. And my in-house singer, it's Ray Star Music. Follow her on Twitter, it's at Ray underscore Star 113. Thank you to the Canary for uncaging me. I will see you next week. Uncaged